What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. And we got another good week for you. We are going to talk about a lot. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk about baseball, Sully's man, Jacob DeGrom, just being the best pitcher in history. Uh, But we're going to start off with something pretty cool. Uh, Yesterday, the Oakland Raiders defensive end, uh, Carl Nassib, came out as gay, the first openly gay player in the NFL, which is uh, pretty awesome. He was received really well, um, at least by the fans. Who knows how uh, other players uh, received it? We know there's been a lot of... uh, not there issues handful, in the past. There was a handful but, of players that came out in support of him. I know Saquon did. Uh, there was a couple other stars that they named I saw in an article um, yeah. that came out in support of him. I, I mean, obviously, it's one of those things that, like, they, to think that there's not people in NFL locker rooms who are going to be naive and, and bigoted about it is ignorant. Or, or ignorant. And to think that is naive, that they won't be ignorant right. about it. Um, so that, that's just, you know... It, the nature of where we are today, unfortunately. But I think, you know, a large majority of people, especially teammates, were so well received. You know, Gruden came out immediately and get, showed his support. Um, what did he say? Know, I didn't catch. I forget what exactly it was, but it was something along, you know, along, really supportive of him as a person and a player. Was it um, like heartfelt? Yeah, in a way. I, I mean, it, I think, think it was like. You'd think someone like Gruden, if anyone would, I don't want to say it'd be against it, but he's very old school, like, you know, rough around the edges. Like, if he had his support, you know, I think it could show, like, where we're at in society, where we're at, where, like, you know, that old yeah. type of situation, it's kind of, it's slowly getting bled out. And I feel like Derek Carr, I don't know what Derek Carr said, but I feel like Derek Carr is, like, a good leader of the team to, like, because Derek, you know, someone like Derek Carr is going to be fully supporting him. Yeah. Um, okay, so John Gruden, quote, I learned a long time ago what makes a man different is what makes him great. End quote. Okay. All right. That's that's an interesting quote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is very interesting. I You could take that like 12 different ways. Yeah. But I mean, you know, say he said it makes him great, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, no, yeah. Um, it's a... Uh, it's clearly in support of him. Yeah, um, he has the number one selling jersey since he said it. I know, yeah. Yesterday and today That's was number cool. one selling. But, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, you know, it, it, it is crazy that, like, we can't be naive to think that he's the only gay person ever in the NFL history. Like, that's crazy. Like, I'm sure there's tons, I don't want to say tons of, but more than multiple other people that are gay oh yeah i mean the, the hundreds of people in the league like, hundreds of, there's got i mean just if you take what's what i have no idea what the gay population is in comparison to like the united states population gotta be a few you know it's gotta there's be gotta be at two, least a dozen gay players in nfl right now easily yeah yeah, yeah. so active yeah and uh hopefully i mean hopefully you know they start coming out if that's if they if they choose to you know, yeah, and, I think that's and, what he he said as much during his thing was like I kind of he knows that there's others and he kind of hopes that it this gives them the the strength to yeah do the same thing. I'm not saying it's um, like a like a little fraternity, but like you know, like I'm sure like they know about the other gay people in the NFL. Like you know what I mean? Like it's I mean people knew about Aaron Hernandez, or at least they had thoughts or yeah right yeah. I um, mean like I think you I heard um. Keyshawn talking about this morning he was like we knew of guys like we just kept it a secret and he was like it was it was cool it was fine with us he was like and this is a much different time in the 90s and he was like 
we were still brothers and we went but it was like that was our secret it was like we weren't like like we we like we knew but like we weren't gonna say anything so it's like yeah i mean you know those guys care about each other in a locker room like that you know especially football above any other sport you know yeah i mean at the end of the day it's it's you know you know it is who you are in certain ways but it's it's your personal life um you know whether you know whether you know you're sleeping with whoever or this or that you know it, it doesn't have anything to do with football at the end of the day. So exactly, you know, exactly. It's no, like, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's like, yeah, no, it's, it's like, like that. <clears throat> it's like that stuff is, you know, stuff that, you know, we see on the TV all the time and gets polarized. And it's obviously it's good that he, he, he had the strength to come out and it's great precedent for everyone. This is one of the few times where a celebrity does something. He's not a celebrity, but his public figure does something genuinely. And it's like that is going to have a positive you know, effect, not like Demi Lovato and whatever the fuck she's doing, like changing every week. Yeah. Like, you know, like this is like, you know, he's a very quiet, shy guy, too. And he was like, it was quick, concise to the point. He's like, I don't want a lot of attention from this. He's like, I just wanted to get this off my chest. Makes me feel a lot better. Um, you know, I hope others do any he, any he pledge 100,000 of his own money to what is it the trevor yeah. the trevor project the trevor project, the trevor yeah. project. which is pervades like the number one teen suicide prevention yeah that's that's another thing LGBT. Is, it's like they're like five times as likely to uh commit suicide which is crazy because to most people it's like oh yeah i don't care if you're gay you're gay whatever but like for you know people that are gay or you know whatever trans whatever you know they, they you know they go through this and obviously the proof is in the numbers that they really you know, they go through yeah, these and hardships, I mean, and, it, it, and it sucks that, 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 that that's the case. That Think that about how much more emotional teenagers are, straight or gay, as any teenager. You're just yeah. you're going, you're going through puberty. Your hormones are crazy. You know, it's, yeah, that it's, an emotional, it's an emotional time in your life. It's also the time, like you're in high school, it's the time when, like, you're, the rest of your life is being kind of set up, you know? Um, yeah. There's a lot, of in, a lot of huge life moments that can affect you the rest of your life that happened in high school mm-hmm. um so it's it's terribly sad but it, i mean at the end of the day fantastic for carl nassib I, I, you know it's good to see that he was getting the support from players coaches media members fans um it seemed like it went just about as well as it could uh from a public point of view um and i hope he's feeling that internally as well yeah yeah definitely it's definitely a <clears throat> a nice thing to see positive Positive news, obviously, him donating that money is awesome as well. Um, so, really, really happy to see that. Um, but we've got plenty more to get into. The NBA, we're in the conference finals now. The Sixers absolutely blew it against the Hawks. I mean, Ben Simmons has to be to blame for this. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who else we can blame on the six. Oh, I, mean, I know there's, someone. Bl- there's blame. There's blame to go around. But Ben Simmons, you're the point guard. You were, you know, rookie of the year in air quotes. You were, you know, you're supposed to be one of the star players in this team. And I mean, you don't even take shots in the fourth quarter. You don't. You, what did he have? Three shots in the last four games in the fourth quarter. It's I like zero. Yeah, he had zero he had shot zero. attempts in the last four games in the fourth quarter. Oh, and I think he oh, had even even worse. In in total, I think he had like four, five, and six in some in games five, six, and seven. He had four, five, and six shot attempts in some combination of those games, some order. But he had yeah. a wide open dunk against Trey Young, and he just passed it to someone else who made one of two free throws. Who was also double teamed. Who was also yeah. Who was. <laughs> 
You give it, like, I mean, I'll be honest. When Joel Embiid was like, Joel Embiid said, they're like, what's the turning point? Joel's like, oh, shit, I don't know how to say this, but uh, when we had a dunk and we ended up with one free throw, I personally loved it because, like, Joel Embiid is, whether MVP, second in the MVP, he was second in the MVP, but, like, he was the MVP of that team. He was fantastic all year. He had a game or two, which wasn't which wasn't great, but he was dropping 36, 40, 38. He's having fantastic days. He's he's ba- he's battling hurt as well. Like, gotta remember, he's got the mm-hmm. meniscus issue. Like, like I know MB MB's been questioned at times throughout his career for different things. Heart as one of them. I mean, he showed a lot of heart in the series. He showed a lot of determination. Um, you know, I mean, you're you're giving your all. You're hurt, and like people are giving up dunks, like. You know, if you just like, if you just watch that game, you didn't know the player or anything. You're just like, oh, he's tossing the game. Like he's throwing the game away. <laughs> yeah, like how, how could true. you not? How could you not? Think how he's are you trying not to gonna lose? dunk on Trey Young? Yeah, like, like, how are you not gonna dunk on Trey Young? Like Gallinari was like a couple steps behind him, but also like, like it's Gallinari. Like it's not like a center. Like, um, so it was. I mean, yeah, he was terrible. And what was? And there's like this. Not a narrative, I guess, but it's the fact that he's always been this way. He hasn't been able to shoot. Me and Dave have said it for a while. He hasn't gotten better at all. Um, so it's like we should expect this, but also we can in a way because, like, I think he shot 57 or 58% in the regular season, I believe, which is, like, not good, obviously. It's really bad, but it's a lot better than 30 fucking four in the playoffs. So, um, you know, he his free throw percentage was almost double what it was in the playoffs. Like, 34 is, like... Um, I'm pretty sure we could all do 34 and and and, and NBA like NBA environment playoff environment. I think we could hit 34%. I don't know how high we could hit, but I, I could definitely hit more than 34%. Whether I'm banking them, worst... whether I'm grannying them, whatever, whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah. I have to do, I'm making more than one out of three. Make, he maybe it'll be worst, 40%. Uh, I don't know. He he had the worst uh, free throw percentage in in NBA playoff history for a single yeah. Yeah, for Jeez. a single, single. That know, includes playoffs. a lot of bad free throw shooters, such as Shaq. Yeah, and Will Chamberlain, who shot like you know thirty eight percent from the line, re- regularly, <laughs> like it was his job. He didn't shoot that low. No, I mean <laughs> in one of the like playoffs 60. he did. did in he? one of the playoffs oh, he did. One of, the, one of the playoffs he did. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean, yeah, in the regular season he was shooting like fifty or sixty. Tom, what what do you think you could shoot for? I don't know how you are at basketball in an NBA environment, like playoff environment like what do you think i'm not like i we don't practice it grant we don't practice it what do you think you're shooting in like an nba environment 40 percent 60 i'm money from the free throw line baby 60 percent you think six, six out of from every the free throw line or, or from, from the field from the free throw line but i'm saying oh, yeah. 60 at least 60 if I not think, better i think i'd take a bet at 60 yeah if not if not better i would say probably like 65 70 it's a free throw. I don't definitely, care where you are. It's a free lower, throw. Definitely lower, Tom. Definitely lower. I nah, would, man. At least six out of a, ten. A, NBA in an NBA. First of all, in a game is different one, but in an NBA environment in the playoffs, we have a million fans screaming at you. It's definitely different. It's definitely different. LeBron yeah, James still doesn't a free shoot. Throw. LeBron James doesn't shoot seventy percent. Yeah, but that's the thing. But the, there's so many people that are the best in the world well, that don't even shoot. Russell Westbrook. Shoots whatever. LeBron shoots whatever. Even and guys it's inexcusable. 
It's inexcusable. They should be shooting 100% from the free throw line. Tom, they should literally never miss. Tom, there's no way you're shooting 70% in an NBA Finals game over. They like, should never. Okay, whatever you want to say about me. But them, they should never miss. They're getting paid millions of dollars to play basketball. They have Not no excuse to ever miss, miss a free but, throw. Oh, nope, they I should do, never miss. I never miss. 90, 90% or higher. 90% oh, or I higher. I disagree with that. Why? Why? Because, because it's no, a free one, throw. no one's perfect. Not, you could shoot not when you get paid millions of dollars to do something and you're supposed to be the best in the world. Well, you should be able to shoot ninety percent from one spot on the floor with no one guarding you. If ninety percent was near close to the average, then I would I would but like the average is like seventy five or seventy seven. It is for a reason. And it's inexcusable. I, it's inexcusable. I, I, yeah. I mean I, I understand both sides of this argument. I think I think eighty is a fair number. I think 80 nope, is a 90. fair number. I think <laughs> Don't care. Is... I'm staying on 90. The best, I, I get, Tom, I get the, the argument. The best free throw shooters in the world barely shoot 90. There's like five the thing in the is like, that shoot The 90. thing is there's like 70-year-old high school coaches that can sit there and bang out 100. They shoot 98 out of 100 in an open yeah. gym. Like, in an open gym, yes. And once again, it's way different than in the environment. Yes, that's, that's also fair. That's also fair. But at the end of the day, like I think free throws just aren't uh, necessarily – they're never at the top of the list – of things you're practicing, you know, even if it's, it's more on your own. Yeah. I mean, granted Ben Simmons, it should absolutely be at the top of his list this year, this summer. Uh, but you know, it's, it, it was never at the top of the list for Shaq, even though it should have been, it's just, it's, it's something you're going to, a lot of players view is like, I don't want to say waste of time, but you know, it's never, it's never viewed as the most important thing. Um, even though it should be, you know, I mean, look at Shaq. If he, if he shot 75% for his career, he would be the NBA's all time leader in points, career points, you know? So it's, I think it's even lower than that. Shaq's one of the only guys I'll give a pass to because his hands are enormous. Okay. So like, all right, now there's one. Yeah, but Kawhi's hands are the same size. Kawhi Leonard's hands are the size of a fucking my house. (laughs) Yeah, but Kawhi Leonard shoots better than Shaq. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. so there yeah. you go. So then yeah, you can get around <laughs> you're right. Big... You're right. So here, so here, I think it's not black and white. I think if you have bigger hands, you'd think it's easier. But like, apparently, it's not easier. So like, let's let's live under the presumption it's harder, right? So like, okay, but like, if you're a big man, seventy percent or something like that, like seventy percent, like if you're a guard, like I can hear you out on that ninety percent, Tom. I see you at ninety percent if you're a guard. Yeah, I, I well, it. that. Yeah, not every player, but yes, if you're a guard, like if you're like if a you're, guard, all right, 87, 86, 88, like that's fine with me. But like they, like they 90 say Shaq, be like the, yeah. They say shooting uh Shaq shooting a basketball is like the equivalent of a normal average American shooting uh, a a softball. A softball or one of those little mini basketballs. A softball. A softball. That's so like, how big his hands are. So I would think I would think it would not be that hard shooting a softball, but I how do you perceive that? Like, it would be hard. I think. I think it's definitely harder. I, but I think, just like most things in life, if you practice it enough, you can do it as effectively as so anything. Like, you remember those little ba- those little tiny basketballs that you'd shoot, you'd win with the claw with the crane game. Yeah. yeah. You know. So of like course. that's like kind of that's maybe a, what would you say a little bigger than a softball, right? Like. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. A little bigger than a softball, right? I mean, Bruce Lee used to light a match attached to a ping pong ball, like going 80 miles an hour. I think Shaq can learn how to shoot a fucking free throw <laughs> with a softball. But like, my, my there's point just like is, is I used to be money with that thing. I used to be money with that little ball. 
And I was just fucking, I was cushioning them. So, like, it definitely is harder, I guess. But, like, I guess if you were shooting a softball in a real... Well, the thing with that is the, the rim's also smaller comparatively to the softball. I guess that's the caveat. Yeah, Shaq also played in a time when, like, centers weren't shooting jump shots. What was the last time you saw, you can remember a highlight of Shaq taking even a 10-foot face-up jump shot? Nope, sure, he's it was a dunk shots. He's taking <laughs> turnaround jumpers, you know, he po- out of the post-up. Like, I'm talking about in the triple threat stance, facing the basket, pulled up for a jump shot. I can't remember one time. Not a single time that I remember seeing Shaq did that. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm sure he did it dozens of times throughout his career. Certainly not a lot. Um, but it's just it, it was such a different game even back then, you know, even 10, 15 years ago. Um, so I just it, – it, that wasn't part of Shaq's game where he was taking a jump shot or he had that motion in his hand – I mean, in his repertoire, whereas that is the case for – every guard and everyone uh, power forward or down now and even most centers you know even Dwight Howard's taking some some jump shots like that now granted he's not terribly effective with them but you know he does and then you can also look like like someone like Tim Duncan who I think Tim Duncan was high 60s low 70s for his career from the line and he was taking jump shots all the time I mean that was his signature shot was a face up bank who, jump who shot this? Tim Duncan yeah, well, he has huge hands. Yeah, no, I'm saying like yeah, he so actually had Kevin the motion. Does Kevin Durant have huge hands? He must. He's yeah, he's got good. I like he's I mean, obviously got big hands, but like feet, Kawhi has bigger those hands fucking than him. Long ass, nasty looking feet that cost them a trip to the the, the yeah. conference finals. Yeah, but um, or, yeah, I don't think they're as big as Kawhi's, but. but We've now yeah, spent ten point. minutes talking about. Uh, yeah, we ben gotta Simmons we gotta move on to the but to like, the next. But yeah, Ben series. Simmons, like Ben Simmons, you have to trade him now. It's, he might be choosing with his yeah. with his other hand. No, it's too late, dude. You had four fucking years to figure this out. Five years if you include the year yet you were injured. You, you had five years to figure this out. We're sending your ass off, and we're actually gonna be able to get good value because people still see like if we can coach this guy. We can get a LeBron-esque type player who can affect the, the game in so many different ways. But because of that one liability, he can't affect the, the game in hardly at all. Other than defense and passing and, you know, and hardly even passing because at the end of the game, you could just foul him. So, he even just send him to, to Send him to Houston or Detroit, get some draft picks. You'll be fine. The Sixers will no, move they need on, a stick they, with Embiid. They need a they need a player yeah, they in need, return. I mean, what you gotta go like who's available to do like the Warriors with something built around Wiggins, the Blazers something built around McCollum. McCollum, that was the, what I was thinking. Beal? The Spurs, the Spurs, if you can get DeRozan to agree to a sign and trade since he's a, a restricted free agent and he doesn't want to go back to San Antonio, but he can get that Wait. extra year. I mean, you'd have to give a lot more than just Simmons for Beal, but like. Yeah, uh, true. Um, but then you got to trade Westbrook, and uh, that's you trying to start over immediately, you know. But I mean, that might be not the worst. Oh, that's what they action should to do. take, you know. Like Washington might be able to get Ben Simmons at real cheap, you know. I mean, maybe people were throwing a parade when the Wizards won the play-in and became the whatever the eight seed. I'm like, you got fucking Beal and Westbrook, two top ten or twelve talents in the league. Like, yeah. Like I don't care if Russ isn't that top player, but he's a top talent still. He's a insane athleticism and talent like you're you're celebrating 
getting to the eight seed like every like oh celebrating like a major underperformance like two of those like it, it, that always, that was like such an enigma to me that reaction because everyone loves to like say how great Westbrook is and how you know in, insanely talented he is and and how great everything about everyone loves to praise Westbrook and then they're like celebrating that he got to uh got to uh, the last seed in the playoffs barely snuck in and with when he's playing alongside a top 10 player in the NBA. I just don't get where, where's the, how is that not a negative? You know, how is he not being bashed for that? What other, what other team has two legitimate superstars and everyone's like, yeah, it's cool. They were underperforming. None. There isn't, there isn't one in the NBA. No, I just, I didn't understand that. What do we, um, we got Suns-Clippers tonight, right? Yep, Suns-Clippers tonight. That's exactly where I was going to go. What do we think of that series? I mean, Suns took game one. Let like me to see, see that. Is 100% out for for the series? I think, yeah, I I think Kawhi's done the for the games. season. I, I think I mean, I mean, think he's going to be done for the season. How is he going to come back? I think I, that was those were my own words, but I'm pretty sure Kawhi's going to be done. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to be done for the series. Um like he's not traveling with the team normally. Like if you're close, you're traveling with the team. Um, well, I think we always knew he wasn't going to play the first two. Like he, he, it came out he wasn't traveling with them, so we knew he was out the first yeah, two. Yeah, so Chris like Paul I was officially out I for the first this. two, also. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but like Chris Paul is like once he's good, he's good. Yeah, he'll be back for game three. I think that's like a f- pretty rock solid thing. So like my assumption would be like that he's out for at least the first four or so. Like if you're not traveling with the team, that means you're not. You're not like you know. You're gonna be traveling with the team if you're like if you're close. Um, so uh, my assumption is that like he didn't even try to play with it, which is like also too like when he got hurt in that game, like he didn't even try to play with it. Like he was just like nah. Like he was like, I'm going to the bench. Like does he not care? I don't think it's that he doesn't care. I think like I think it's a serious issue. Like so, um, it's officially been ruled a knee sprain. A knee sprain is such something I don't really ever hear of. Like, it sounds so odd. Like, like a knee sprain just sounds bad. That's like, what I'm seeing. It's not a tear. Because they said initially, like, it was something with his knee, and then they said it was an ACL injury. Yeah, Didn't it's not specify. an ACL tear or anything. I, I, I never thought it was that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be shocked if he plays in the first four or five games. Okay, yeah. Chris Haynes. So, Chris Haynes reported this knee sprain. He's a legit reporter. Yeah. A return during this series has not been ruled out as of late last night. Yeah, so to me, that would that would say if there's a game six or seven in my head, this is just me talking, game six or seven, maybe. But, I mean, if Kawhi Leonard isn't playing, they're not making it to a, a, a game six or seven if Chris Paul is back soon. Um, no, and, and tonight's, I mean, you don't want, it's hard to say the it's they can, must they, win because they've been down 0-2 every game down, or every yeah. series. 0-2 to Dallas, they're the better team to Dallas. I even though I picked them and I bet them, like they're better than Dallas. We we know that. Um and, and it took them seven to beat Dallas. They went down 0-2 to to the, the Jazz. Two things there. Donovan Mitchell was playing a lot more hurt than we, we realized. And two, Michael Conley, their second most important player, was out the whole series, other than the last game. So and now the Suns. They showed the, some grit in that last game, though. They were down like twenty-five and, no, and came back crazy. and won. That was crazy. Yeah, I, I went without to sleep. Kawhi. Yeah, that was insane. But like, 
So now, like, if you have Chris Paul back, they're the best team in the NBA. I don't think it's close. For me, like, the Suns have been the best team, and they're, like, the best constructed team. Like, they have a great team. you taking the Suns over the Bucks in the finals, if that's yes. the case? 100% yes. I am. Yes. I don't think – I think okay. this is, like, a – I think this is, like, Detroit Pistons type. Like, and I know Booker's a little better, but, like, that type of basketball, like, sharing the wealth, like, this is, like, that type of team, like, where the ball just moves so well, like – and and I mean you obviously like your Chauncey Billups is like the like Chauncey Billups Chris Paul like obviously Booker is better than anything they had but like and Booker can take over at any time uh, but like you know they have the big and Aiton who's been great under the radar they have the general and Chris Paul they have Booker who takes over and can is passing and doing everything and he's his defense has been a lot better too. Um, and then you just have shooters, three and D players everywhere, other than Cam Johnson, who's just a three point shooter. Jay Crowder, three and D. Um, what, what's the what's the other guy? Jake Jake Mile, Mikhail Bridges, three and D. Um, and then there's there's one other there's one other three point uh, three and D player that I can't think of. But like they just have like they just have Cam shoot- Johnson. You say Cam Johnson? Yeah, Cam Johnson just a three point shooter. He's not a, a he doesn't have yeah. the, the D in that. But um, but yeah, they're just they're just perfectly constructed. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking them over anyone. I'm taking the Suns over anyone. Who do you um, want to win? I want who the Suns you, who, to who win. Would, you would yeah, you want, I want the Suns to win. To get. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with that. I want, I mean, and, and Booker, and just, it's such a young team. Um, I'm, I don't want the Hawks to win. I don't no, want the Clippers. I'm just say, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm on it. I would be fine with anyone but Atlanta. But granted, yeah. Atlanta like I don't want I think, the Clippers to win. You know, I'm not. I don't think anyone is taking Atlanta in a series over any of the other three teams. Remaining. I'm completely cool with the Bucks winning. I think the Bucks would be in uh, like really good for Giannis. Obviously, I'd be really cool for Middleton to see. It would be really nice for um, their coach, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. It would. It would be. It would, a be, really... it would be good for the NBA to get a, a true small market team that built from the draft up to it win would. a title. It would. Phoenix it would be really is, good for the league. And Phoenix is a little similar to that, but they, they signed Crowder and then they signed Paul. Yeah. And they but tra- they did draft they did, they did yeah, trade for Paul. They did draft Bridges and they did draft obviously Booker. Um, and Aiton. And Aiton, yeah, so they're they're pretty much homegrown. Um yeah, either two of those I think ideally I think that's gonna be the finals matchup. Um Yeah, I think yeah. I I don't think the Bucks are gonna screw around. but but my 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 official Yes, prediction. Suns in four. Suns in four, baby. <laughs> hey, that guy's a legend. That yeah, guy's a like, legend. It, how could you, I love every bit of that guy being famous? You know, yeah, like, yeah it, me if too. you're a diehard fan of any team in any sport, that's his fame is so cool. Like it's just yeah. such an awesome story. I know it's gonna be his 15 minutes, but like. He's taking advantage of it. He's going to clubs and doing like promotions, and you know he hosted the the after party at some club in his Scottsdale Instagram, after the his game. His Instagram is now Suns and Four, which is very I smart, know. Obviously, and he went from like you know eight hundred followers to now he's got like fifty thousand followers, um, which is fantastic. <laughs> very smart. It's good. I wonder and if that, he has like a guy that like he's hired like to be like like how do I do this like like I'm, I would be stunned if he hasn't been reached out to by management in some way some management company in some way yeah i don't know what he does professionally he said he lives in denver and that's why mm-hmm. he was at the game he's like i'm a from phoenix but i've lived in denver oh, okay. for the past you know eight years or whatever um not that De- i can't imagine denver's that far from phoenix probably like a five hour drive if i had to guess five six hour drive 
Yeah, it was just it so great. He dummied um, that guy. <laughs> yeah, did you see the did you see the interview of the kid afterwards that came out like a day or two ago when he Yeah, I did. Like, He's yeah, like didn't, he didn't, didn't he didn't get me. He barely he was hitting my arms and stuff. I'm like, dude, he hit clocking. you so hard with an uppercut, it wasn't even funny. Yeah, he's like, nah, he just scratched me. I'm like, dude, he hit you in the face like eight times. We all saw it. Like, <laughs> we saw it. There's fucking yeah. H, there's HD 4K video. Like, what are you I talking guess about? They, I guess that guy and his friend, the one that got beat up, he, they went on like Instagram live after and were saying how, oh, we just oh, beat this guy up. I was way up. off. Denver is... 12 and a half hour drive from Phoenix. You know, I wasn't going to say anything, but I was thinking, I'm like, there's a lot of country between. I know, I know. I was, <laughs> I I, I was thinking it was, something. I forget how South Phoenix is in the, yeah. in the uh, state. Yeah. Yes. But okay. the, so that's, uh, a, that's a flight for sure. Yeah. But no, it's, it's crazy. Good for that guy. You know, so are yeah, we he all. He seems like a cool, genuine guy, like who just loves being a fan. Yeah. And, you know, he, yeah. doesn't seem, he just seems like a, a good dude that you'd want to have a beer with. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all, uh, we're probably not all in agreement. I know me and Sully probably both think Suns, Bucks, and then I'm picking the Suns over the Bucks. Dave, I'd I have to imagine you're going Clippers, Bucks. Clippers, Bucks was my original pick. And wow. I'm going to say anything, but I'm the only one with. You are the only one. Still, still standing. Um, the Kawhi thing hurts. If Kawhi is was playing like if he just missed game one i would take this this the clippers but looking like he's gonna miss at least the first three probably four um i i'm i'm probably i'm gonna go suns in i'll go suns in in six i think the the way i think the the clippers get one before Kawhi comes back and then they get one in his first game back, and then they win game five. What if he don't come back? Losing six. If he doesn't come back, that's it. I'm, I'm a, this is me, my prediction based off Kawhi missing four games, the first four games. Okay, so with that, okay. so they, I think he misses four, and I think Suns in four. With that being said, I will take Bucks over Suns in seven. Whoa, 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 in whoa, whoa. Just take it easy, man. We're not there yet. We didn't even get to the Bucks, Hawks. Yeah, well, we don't really need to talk about the Bucks Hawks. The Bucks are gonna well, win. Well, we didn't yeah, think we needed to talk five. about. We didn't think we needed to talk about Sixers Hawks. Who had the Sixers? Yeah, who I had mean, the Hawks beating the Sixers? No one, but Got I think real quiet, real some quick. people had. Some people had the. I I don't think anyone had the Sixers in four. You know. Or the yeah, Sixers I think I probably said Sixers in seven. I think is what I said. I, I said Sixers in six. I believe. Yeah, but I don't. I don't, I, I, mean, I don't know anyone really that like, that didn't have bias that had the Hawks. Like that was a that was a huge stunner. I mean, so I'll say, I'll say Bucks in five. I mean, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it it's gonna. Six. I think the Bucks are gonna. I think the Bucks are gonna roll. I yeah, I'm going Bucks in five. I think Drew Holiday is gonna make Trey Young's life a nightmare. Yeah, um, the Bucks got through their hardest opponent yeah they did we got to talk about that game a little bit though i think that's true yeah what, I mean, that was a crazy game that was a crazy game seven i mean wild. kd just it was the best game of the playoffs for sure so far yeah the KD only other just game left that i'd say would be and... the only other game would be that um that portland overtime denver game that double yeah overtime the double game. overtime game that game yeah. was probably Where dame went off for like better. 50 plus 
Yeah, that game was insane. I just kept doubling down on the Nuggets. I'm like, hopefully they win. <laughs> yeah, it was just such <laughs> a like bad. game seven year. You know, it, it obviously adds to it, you know. Yeah, no, the game seven adds to it. And like the stars, Giannis and um, obviously KD. It, it's weird because like KD did everything he could. Like KD was fantastic. 40 drops 48. But also like. You could have done a little more. Like you, you could, you could have had that toe behind the line. Like it's pretty inexcusable that he, that he had that toe on the line. One, that's like a, you know, that's like a college high school mistake. Two, that he did it again, but he just missed the second time. Like it's and and it's hard to be critical of someone who played so so well and has carried the team on his back. But like those are mistakes you don't make. Yeah, I mean. It- I think we what's we talk everyone's talking about that and you know what Durant did but at the same time the the, the converse of that is the Bucks had multiple chances to pull away. away yes you know they if they get that rebound with like there was a, a offensive play with like 35 or 40 seconds they're, left yeah they're up four with 40 and, seconds in free yeah throws. and then they they reviewed who it went off of and they didn't get the defensive rebound and it went to the nets and then Durant hit a shot off that inbounds pass to make it a two-point game. Yeah. Um, if they get that, then the the Nets have to foul or the Bucks have a full possession that's 24 more seconds off the clock. So you're looking at 15-ish they seconds. They would have fouled. They would have fouled. And yeah, they so been, they foul and five or six you're, either, you're up five or six or you take the time off the clock and you're up and you're down five or six or four with half the time left on the clock and then and then the, the when the ball went out of bounds with drew how was it true holiday where he was like dribbling and something. yeah blake blake griffin knocked it out of his hand and he and blake griffin would have bet his annual salary that it went off drew holiday and it wasn't close yeah yeah i remember, I, I I remember being NBA players that, like i remember laughing that it was that people were like oh we need to review this but it's like yeah no it wasn't close but there was, was like points. oh it went off his leg it was like two and a half feet away from yeah. his leg there's 2.1 seconds left, and that's more than enough time to get a good look off. Like, 2.1, like, we've seen game winners under one second, let alone two. Two seconds, you can get two dribbles in. Like... Yeah, you can make a... You can actual make an actual move. You can make a move. And you throw it to fucking Lopez? Who... Who, who pulls a J.R. Smith and doesn't and, know... And, yeah. And, pass, <laughs> and, and, and... Yeah, and just passes it to a teammate? Like... Uh, that was just. I know it's it's a tough area of the court. That's the one thing. It's a tough. That corner is a tough area on the baseline. Yeah. But um, but still, like just just all at that point, all I'm trying to do is like I'm not even, I'm just trying to get a a, a look that I, I a jump shot where that's not gonna get blocked. That's my only. Mindset. Yeah, I mean the, what Brook Lopez should have done because Brook Lopez can shoot threes now. He he was solid oh, from yeah. three in just, that game. Just just hoist he had it a up. couple of really get, big threes. Are you gonna say hit hit the rim? Hopefully get the rebound or just take more time off with like. Yeah, the the what Brook Lopez should have done is grab the ball and pull up immediately. Yeah. You know, if he really wants to face up, that's one thing. But he should have just grab it, grab the ball and pulled up immediately. The guy wasn't gonna foul him on that. It would have just been a hand in his face. He would have. Maybe he knocks it down. Maybe he probably doesn't. But he, you know, you take some more seconds off the clock. You know, they 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 don't have to use timeout. They don't get that extra timeout from the turnover. I mean, 
Um, so the, that's just another one of the examples of why you know this. The Bucks had plenty of chances to put that game away. The 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 Nets were lucky to be in a position for Durant to hit that shot. And I mean, let's not pretend though that KD wasn't a toenail away from winning that game instead exactly, of tying it. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm like saying. that was. It, it wasn't. The difference is like the Nets didn't make plays to put, them put themselves in, in that position. Yeah. Right. The Bucks right. made uh, the Bucks made uh, unforced errors to put yeah. themselves in that position. Yeah, no, it, it, they definitely did. Um, but it, I was just like, it would have been so, when he shot it. I knew his toe was on the line. I, I knew his toe was on the line. I saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I saw it too. Live. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with that stuff. When like feel for like the ref was right done. there too. The yeah. ref was right there. He and was like, like, you could see the ref in the background was just like gazing at the at his feet. And, right. And I, I it would have been just so like Brooklyn Nets of them to make to win it on that if it was two inches back. Like oh like of course the Nets squeak through and they're gonna get Kyrie back and they're gonna get a healthy hard and like it would have been so but like everyone yeah. thought, everyone was convinced the Nets were gonna do it. A lot of people like myself thought the Lakers would do it. Um you know, I mean one thing, you know, I have a little bit of a bias towards LeBron and picking LeBron, I mean I picked them in the first round, but also like he's never lost in the first round. But like the key for me with this 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 playoff series has been injuries. Um, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, um, Donovan Mitchell, Michael Conley, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. So many never had so many stars go down, and you know like that's that's why I picked like why I didn't pick the Nets going to the finals all year. Like is because. All three of these motherfuckers haven't stayed healthy all year. You think they're going to stay healthy for a 30-game stretch now, 35-game stretch? No shot. And foolishly, I didn't apply the same with AD because I, I, I favored, I figured they'd go. But, um, <laughs> like, I mean. It happens. Just, just, I, I, just don't, I just don't bet against. You, you can't bet against LeBron until the finals. Apparently, you could this season. But, um, yeah, like, they just haven't been able to stay healthy at all. Like, the three, like the like all three of them, though. That's the difference, though. All three of them were so injury prone so um yeah like i'm not shocked by it at all dave's probably not shocked by it. their defense was surprisingly much improved though to their credit yeah their defense, yeah that one game that that one game that was, was like 86 85 or whatever it was they, like the bucks don't have an elite offense but they made the bucks offense not the bucks offense really didn't flow for much of the series which i was a little surprised in yeah well, Sully, there's someone who's flowing. Your boy DeGrom. Oh, my. Man has a .5 ERA in the closing weeks of June. That is the most insane shit I have ever seen. Yeah, no, it's – it's. Uh, I've been talking about uh, – no, God knows I, I, I rant about him all the time and no one says anything. In the group chat, I just, I just, I just uh, talk about my boy all the time. I mean, the crazy part, too, is he's given up four earned runs, and he's got six RBIs on the year. Yeah, um, that's crazy. He's, he's batting, like, four, four thirteen before his last game, and now he's probably batting. Because of his injury, like, his shoulder or whatever, he didn't want to swing the bat, and he goes, well, he's like, well, shit, I had runners on base. He's like, I was just going to bunt, and then I'm like, I can't do this. He's such a competitor. He just doesn't show it on his face and emotion-wise. And he's like, well, I had to swing, so I just did a little shortened up version of it. Because they're like, did you do a shortened up version of your swing? And I'm like, he's like, that's my mindset. I didn't want to swing, but I had to because I had ducks on the pond. 
the game I went to last <laughs> Friday, I mean, he's the reason we won. We won 3-2. He had, a, he had two of the RBIs, just right to left center, just beautifully over the shortstop set. The guy was a shortstop in sense, like, the dude can rake. But, um, obviously, pitching-wise is the more exceptional. Um, yeah, he's just, it's just not even, like, there's no words to describe it. Like, he's just... He's not human. Like, it's never been done before. It's literally never been done before. It's not even close has been done before. You'd have to double his ERA to get close to the next best, which is Pedro Martinez's first 12 starts, which is a .99 ERA. Like, Bob Gibson, uh, Doc Good, and those are the other ones. They were in the ones. Like, I said this early on. I'm like, I think he can have the season below 1.0. Like, I think he's going to finish with a .8, .9. Don't know where he's going to finish at. But I still am very confident he's going to finish with below a 1.0 ERA. I know all it what's takes his, is a... Is what's a, his whip yeah. right now? Like a point oh, three? <laughs> uh, if I had yeah, to guess, I would like say... That. I would say like point five eight. I would say point five eight off the top Christ. of my head. His, his ERA insane. and his whip were like the same at one point. That's crazy. That's yeah, insane. I'm looking it up right now. But... He's the the most dominant we've ever seen from a pitcher, like for from a short amount of time. Uh, oh no, sorry. But it's not it, even a short amount of time. It's the first three months, four months yeah, of the season. I meant it's not like over a four year span. Year right, span. right. So his whip is point five one. His ERA is point five. His whip and ERA are the same pretty much. Point five one. So that's where it's like a three run home run that like ERA really skyrockets, and I understand that. But when you have a point five one whip, you you don't have ducks on the pond. No, no, you have not two at base all. Runners every, you have one base runner, sorry, one base runner every two innings. So, like, and, and the thing is, once he's at, he, he's had the bases loaded a couple times, and batters bat, like, 090 against him with the bases loaded. Like, bases loaded and runners in scoring position, he's even better. Like, they had the bases loaded a couple weeks ago against the Padres because there was, like, a couple errors in Mets fashion. And I look at my friend, I'm like, what do you think here? And I'm like, I told him, like, 13% chance they score here. I'm like... And it's the Padres. Give him Will Myers up 13%. And obviously, he struck them both out. <laughs> it was like, yeah. it was just like, it's like, I've never been like so confident when like the bases are loaded and there's zero out, one out, whatever. Like the other team's not scoring. Yeah. No, Unless it's, if it's, it's a pass crazy. ball, maybe they'll get one. Like, it's just. It's it's nuts. It's 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 awesome because it's like now we're actually scoring a few runs from him. We're scoring like three, four runs, which doesn't sound like a lot, but like he's now I think his last one was his seventh or his eighth. So now like the wins are really. I mean, it's hard not to when the ERA is that low, but you know now we're starting to pile on the wins with him. Like we're winning the the games he starts. It's about time. And the guy's and been struggling about for like three time. years. And he's doing it clean. No spider tack on this guy. They went out, checked his glove last night, and he was just laughing the entire time. No spider tack. He was laughing, and, you know, they're pointing to this. He takes it all off. He's smiling, and they go to your belt. He goes, you want me to take the belt off? They said, you're good. <laughs> yeah. like, He's like, really? <laughs> like, the Grom yeah. is the last person that needs. If, if he was using spider tack, let me tell you. He'd have a, he'd he have a point two ERA. <laughs> he wouldn't have given up a hit all year. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dave, I have to say, though, um, your boy, your boy Garrett Cole had one of the worst answers of all time when they asked if he's ever used spider tag. He's like, 
I don't, I don't really know how to answer that. It's like, it's like you say no. You say no, sir. Even if you've done it, you say no. Like, well, yeah. what, apologize what the for the lie later if you get caught. You don't say, you don't say, I don't, I can't answer that. Like, you fucking idiot. And he's like passed oh, down my... from generations. And I was just like, I'm pretty like, sure oh, like he's man. a smart guy. I'm pretty sure like he's well spoken. Like, yeah, I... he's super smart. He's like the, he's the, um, like it's not he's Zach some, Renke. Like it's not like he he's has, something for the players. Like he's he's the head of some committee for the play. Like he's not Zach Renke where he has players. like this crippling anxiety where like he just like 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 just no. Can't I think talk. Uh, I, I think Joel Sherman wrote a, an article yesterday or today about Cole um, saying like he's when it comes to this like he's like pr- probably the most powerful person in baseball because he's the head of this committee. He's you know the the highest paid player on the mm-hmm. most notable team in the game and uh clearly and he's like so well spoken and so knowledgeable about pitching um that he's the one that should really be like leading the charge to try and find a solution with MLB because i think there is a a happy medium somewhere i think nothing is not a happy medium i think nothing is it's naive to think that there's always at any point there's been nothing you know at, there's always been something at some point. Yeah, yeah. It's just gotten to a point where it's too good. Definitely. Um, so I think, you know, like we talked about before, you know, you got to, whether it's, you can use sunscreen or you can use hair gel or what, I don't know what the it's fuck It's reminiscent works, of steroids you know? for me because it was like, oh yeah, like we're fine with it. We'll look the other way until it's an issue, until like there's too many home runs. And here this has been going on forever. And now it's escalating to the point where this spider tack thing is, is is going over the line and now they're publicly going about it like they did with steroids and it's just like their baseball's just so poorly run and it's like really like it's a bad look it's another black eye on the sport yeah it yeah. is I, I think it's not i don't think it's as bad as steroids but no you it's know. not maybe it's like a maybe it's like a you know a, little, a slight bruise it's not like a black eye it's just like a little yeah yeah you know a little blemish, you bumped your head a little you bumped your head you ran into a wall drunk um yeah <laughs> yeah uh no yeah i think I, I i listen i think you know you've heard even hitters say it like that's nothing isn't the answer you know yeah um I, so do you got to work with the players to do something because i think there was some some truth to what glass now said about getting hurt based on not being mm-hmm. able to use stuff anymore yeah. um not being able to use anything and he admitted he's like yeah i use sunscreen and he's like that's not spider tack it's sunscreen like it's you know, they have rosin bags on the mound. They have pine tar everywhere in the game. You know, why Why not have that? You know, who's the fucking say, like, you grab a National League. What does a National League uh, pitcher do? Let's say Jacob deGrom goes to the plate. He doesn't wear batting gloves. You put pine tar on the bat. Yeah. Every player who doesn't wear batting gloves puts pine tar on the bat. What is, how is that? I mean, obviously it's not spider attack, but what are you going to do about that? Are you going to tell him that he can't do that? He's got to hold a wooden bat with nothing, no grip or anything. You know, it does, just doesn't make any sense. You know, there's, there's clear flaws in this system. Um, it'll be interesting to see how people react once someone actually gets suspended. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. then it'll, then shit will start to hit the fan, you know, or when multiple pitchers, like we're talking four or five pitchers, have something happen like Tyler Glass now. And then it's going to be like, listen, we got to we got to fucking we're going to strike if you don't stop this, you yeah. know. We got to do something. I don't know what it is, but we got to do something. We don't want to use spider tech, fine. 
but you gotta let us use rosin or pine tar or, or hair gel or whatever fucking things that they use um, that aren't as bad as spider tech. Spider tech is where it seems to be the line, you know? Yeah. That, that's what seems to be causing all the real problems. Um, so why not just do that? I think baseball just reacted in the wrong way. They kind of, they went way too far in the other direction when they didn't have to, you know, just give people a list of approved or unapproved substances. Um, and that's it, you know, put a, put a bag of pine tar on the, you know, put a bar of pine tar on the mound. Like you have a rosin bag, you know, there's whatever it is, figure it out because nothing isn't the answer and spider tack isn't the answer. But there is an answer somewhere in the middle, just like how there is a solution to most issues in the world somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But we'll see. I mean, it's just starting. So this is going to be it's going to be going on now. So we'll see how yeah, long it takes now. for for it's people to get uh, fed up. But um, I think that's going to do it, guys. It was another good episode. We will be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, go follow us on the socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter. Check out the store at BleacherFan.com and rate and subscribe to the podcast. And we will see you next week.